Welcome everybody to No BS with Brian and Susan. It is September. It's still hot, but not as hot as it was during the summer here in Dallas, Texas, where we do No BS podcast on every platform. It's, <laughs> it's still it's still kind of gross. It's not as hot. It's 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 in the night or the, the, the low nineties, but it's it's about to be fall. We've finally gotten some rain. And yeah, uh, it's just good to be here. We're on our 41st episode of No BS with Brian and Susan, and it's just wonderful. There's lots of movies to talk about, television to talk about. We got a blind watch, which is going to be holy fucking Moses fun to talk about today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our honorable mentions. But first, it has been a season for The Bachelorette. We've been talking about it uh, every episode. We're coming to a very close end to this season. And all hell's broken loose. It's crazy. We're going to jump into it. So Susan, 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 I know you have thoughts. I know I have thoughts. Do they differ? Are they the same? We're going to find out. I've got my hands because I okay so I'm going to uh we need to do because we have not talked in a while and a lot's happened so I'm going to bullet point really quick uh the things we've missed before we get up to today just really quick thoughts on hometown um not not a whole lot here I mean I think we got the gist that we already got the gist at hometown that Jason and Johnny were not ready um i think and then like the one thing with the eric i just want to say hometowns eric is that was the moment that i fell for eric and gabby just fyi that's how i that whole hometown his dad being sick oh my gosh their moment i don't know do you agree as far as with the men with gabby during hometowns did did you like eric's hometown or were you not crazy about him then I wasn't crazy about him then. Like it's, yeah. oh man, that's just very sad. His that dad situation. passed away three wait three weeks after that. FYI. Oh my god, that they put in memory. So that's a bond that they shared. Like no, for sure. Now that's that's terrible to think about uh-huh. just because I did not know that until you just yeah, told me. Not, a lot of people didn't catch it because uh, they didn't know his name, but uh, it was it's, at the end of the hometown, his dad, they said in memory of his father. And he passed away three weeks after that hometown. And, uh, and just the words that his dad said about nurses, you know that that holds a lot of weight to Eric. The words that his mom said about marriage and how they take it, I just... Those that role models, those roles role models for him, and the way he just probably like the bond they could have shared from maybe that was like one of the last times he saw his dad. I mean, I just I can't imagine how close they got after that. Right, I don't know, and that I mean, it was a very gut wrenching episode or like segment for that hometown. Mm-hmm. You just feel for them, but you know, with that, I mean, it was an okay hometown uh i thought the best one that i i mean i like the most was uh with patrick warburton <laughs> well 
That's a little, I mean, focus on Gabby first. I mean, okay, Gabby's well, best okay. one. You don't think that was Gabby's best one? No, I, it seemed, uh, well, I guess out of all of them, I guess. As that far probably... as connection with the guys, because that's the only guy she told that she was falling in love with. That's it. Right, right. And so I guess out of all of them, I didn't, I didn't see the crazy sparks really, but I think, I guess out of all of them, that was probably the best one that could have happened for her. Right. Wow. Interesting. I really saw the sparks and it's funny because I didn't like Eric until that hometown. And I was like, I felt the chemistry and the sparks and everything from that moment to now, but I mean, we won't jump ahead of ourselves, but yeah, that was not the Johnny and Jason's families were cool, but I just felt the sparks with them there. But um, yes, if we're going to go best whole package hometown, of course, Rachel's with Zaps was I mean, yeah, it was great, but Rachel, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to Rachel. Right, right. <laughs> it it is great. Matter. She's got her <laughs> blinders on Tino, even with his sucky family. So, right. So that was crazy too. I mean, it seems like every season that I've watched so far, there's always like at least one family that just doesn't understand like the whole concept of it and is not willing to understand it. And it seemed like Tino's, dad especially was just so not on board and i would be horrified if my parents acted that way you know because you got to think like the person and their parents are in contact before they go on the show they're watching and you're just like this is what how it happens this is what happens so you know come on parents you know even if i mean Tino's Tino's the one who signed up for it. Don't be rude to Rachel when your son's the one who who signed up. Get, oh, I mean, he, hard. right, right. No, it's. Uh, I mean, you come it from a parent element of it is like I'm protecting my child from somebody who's dating multiple people. They're throwing their heart out, but still, it's the process. It's the show. You should know going into it and not be a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. to you know whoever's on camera like like that it was just it was really awkward yeah what tino's dad said to rachel mm-hmm. um but then again you know if we're talking about hometowns and we got to see like the hometown that didn't really happen <laughs> yes the tyler one that that's oh. the one that he's the one that she broke she up with him never before. Brought, yeah right yeah like, and which- so yeah I was really upset about this because I was yelling at the TV. So with Tyler and Rachel, it was going to his home state and then saying to him, I'm not, I don't see this going forward with you. I'm not going to meet your family. But she said that after he poured his heart out for like five minutes on how much he loved her. stopped him so many times. No, I was yelling at the television, stop him. Because I usually, when I watch pro wrestling, I like to say, like, murder him. And I was like, stop him. Stop him from talking to you and just let it out. Why would you do this? And my only thing that came to my head is, like, was the producers knew she was going to do this. And they were like, let him say whatever he has to say and then say it. And I'm just like... Don't listen to the producers, man. She doesn't have to listen to the producers. No, exactly. That was honestly 
the moment she decided to take Tyler to hometowns when he hadn't even had a one-on-one date, I it just confirmed again how Rachel is doing. She is navigating this process so differently from Gabby. Gabby is navigating it in a sense of future, reality, asking the right questions, thinking ahead. Like she, you know, she said, she's like, I cannot take anyone else to hometowns. I can't take four guys because that is ridiculous. And you would think Rachel would take her lead and be like, oh, that's, that's a good point. I shouldn't take Tyler. And then to take Tyler and then literally tell him, we just haven't had enough time. Well, no, duh. (laughs) How did you think when you gave him that rose that he stood a chance compared to your other three who you've had way more time with. It was, it. she's living in the fantasy. She's living in the moment. And she's doing the same thing she did during Clayton season where she's got tunnel vision. And just, again, going back to Tino's hometown, props to her when she told Tino, because Tino, oh my God, red flag Tino is what I want to call him. Do you like Tino? He's not my favorite at all. Oh, I think he is so many red flags from the moment he showed his true colors uh, with the iconic Ethan baby back bitch line. That's like my favorite. Um, When he said when he was upset that he didn't get a rose and he was like, "I, I checked all the boxes. I said all the right things. How did that not work out? I was like, dude's calculated. He is in it to win it. He is going to say everything he's supposed to say to get to that finish line He'll do an engagement, but I I don't think they're going to last. There's no way. Um, but I really, really think that he is so focused. And he proved that whenever he sat there and said, my parents adored you. What? They did not adore her. And then he quickly was, he threw the falling in love with you to her. And that you could just see her face change. She was like, what happened with your hometown? I don't even care. I <laughs> fall in love with you too. No, that it was kind of crazy to hear Tino say that where he's like, my parents adore you. And uh, my mind was like, did we see the same hometown where we witnessed that? We, did we witness the same conversation? Because clearly that hometown didn't go well. Oh, this is like, I, I feel like, it is so obvious that Tino is like red flags. I don't know how anyone can like Tino right now. He is such a, he is in it to win it. That's all I can say. It's like, he's not even, even as he speaks, even as he told her, he's falling in love with her. He has no emotion. Like look at the way Gabby and Eric, when they are confessing their loves to each other, they're practically crying. They're like embracing forehead to forehead embodied in like, emotion and stuff and actually to zach's credit when zach conveys emotion to um to rachel i believe it too i feel like there's a lot of empathy there he he means what he's saying but you know i'm getting ahead of myself before that uh did you have any other points on hometown before i go on the very quick tell-all no 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 and i we can go on to the tell-all right now and i just want to say that the tell-all was probably the worst tell-all i've ever seen it was there was no point to that tell-all it's so dumb i hate it so much Mm -hmm. me too i already hate tell-alls it's my least favorite episode of the season of every bachelor and bachelorette because it is a waste of time if they opted to get rid of the tell-all great let's 
we already don't know these guys well enough. This is historically the least um, known contestants I've ever watched in Bachelor history. And to do a tell-all with guys that we don't care about, and, you know, it was just, they filled it with a uh, promotion for Cruise and Bros movie and all that stuff. And it was, it was such a waste of time. It had nothing, it had no value. And the one thing that I was like, oh, okay, here we go. It was going to be Nate being confronted for the rumors the, that he kept his daughter a secret from a girl he dated for a year and a half. And it was the most cringy interview because backstory, the show was ready to cast Nate as The Bachelor. They were completely ready. These rumors came out. Fans were mad. And so they catered a very rehearsed uh, hot seat to where they were going to make it seem like he could redeem himself. Jesse, robot host, who just is not going to pull a Chris Harrison and literally does not veer off script, just like fed him questions that he'd already been asked before clearly. And it, everyone saw right through it. Nobody bought that interview. And Nate, he lost me the moment he admitted he did. He did keep his daughter a secret, but only to protect his daughter. That doesn't make any sense, sir. I'm sorry. You can protect your daughter and not introduce the woman to your daughter. But if you keep the fact that you have a daughter to a woman that you're dating for a year and a half, that's hiding her. That's fishy. You just, you just lied about a huge thing in your life. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, I still, I like Nate. Um, I don't have children, so I'm not, I, I have no idea what my mind would be like if I had a child got Whoa. divorced and was in the dating world. I mean, to me, but- if I, but Brian, I'm sorry, but if let's just say whatever you dated someone and then they didn't tell you a year and a half that you had they had a kid, you're not going to feel a little betrayed. Right. So the year and a half thing is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to put myself in his situation yeah. of, you know, going a year and a half. If it's a volatile relationship, if it's a bad relationship, you do not want to bring a child into that. And Maybe he didn't know after a year and a half that it was going to be the long one, but he was still kind of in it. I'm not saying that what he did was right. I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes. I mean, to me, if you're dating somebody and you start to go on dates with them, I feel like in the first couple of dates, if you have a kid, you're like, I have a kid. Right. You know, that's just kind of how it goes because yeah. there's probably tons of situations where like oh no I can't meet up I have my kid tonight or something like that yeah that, so that's after... the thing how does how does your child not get brought up like the fact that you have a dog gets brought up in a like you know what I mean like I just, yeah. it's crazy to me so I don't think it's something to be mad at him about you know just for like can you trust him can you not trust him but like I just that it's a weird thing, but yeah, I, I mean, I like Nate. I'd like to see if he's actually on any of these shows again. Do, does he need to be the bachelor? No, he doesn't. That, um, that That's my thing. I, I don't want him as bachelor anymore, but I'd be, I'd be totally fine with him going to paradise and finding love. It's not like a major offense where I'm like, you're horrible. Cancel you. Nothing like that. But doesn't make me root for him as the lead anymore. So go to, if you go to paradise, maybe that's where, you know, paradise is always known for the redemption and you can second chance of love. 
I'm all for him. We're all for that. Yes. No, I agree. That. I agree. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm curious in the tell all um, the guy with the long blonde hair look like Thor. Uh, so him. like he, so you hate him. So I do not like him. No, it I'm seems like he was very genuine in his apology. Like he got choked up. He, I mean, I don't know. I mean, oh, I think he, goes, he did a great job acting choked up. Yeah. I thought he really? So you don't up. think yeah. he's, he was genuine in that. Nope. Um, I, Gabby was on a podcast, uh, Gabby and Rachel, and uh, they admitted that both Hayden and Jacob had not reached out and apologized that they, they mentioned like apologies. Like I think, Hey, that guy, Thor, he, Jacob, he posted a Instagram story when the episode released and said, sorry. And I'm, I'm kind of with that. Like to me, I feel like they didn't he didn't reach out to her personally he just did like a quick thing and you have the access clearly anyone can dm and i think that if he really felt it he could have said hey i'm i'm you know like to me an apology is not for when you do those instagram story apologies i've just always found that like you're trying to save face that's not a genuine apology i think if he had reached out to gabby and said, wow, I just watched this. I had no idea it came off this way. Um, I don't even need to do like, you know, I'll speak at it at the reunion too, but I want to personally say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'd find that way more genuine. I'm not saying I forgive him for what he said. I just think it wasn't a very genuine apology. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know he's on bachelor in paradise. Yeah. They showed him in a trailer. So, I mean, that's fine. You can go do that. But I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it seemed like he was, upset about it but then again i didn't know that he didn't reach out personally or maybe he was i have no idea how that all works so i'll give him credit for showing up because hayden didn't but i also think (laughs) hayden would have been roasted alive well hayden probably feels no remorse whatsoever at all so in that sense jacob is better than hayden however i just still think Jacob's doing the apology because he has to do it. I just don't like, I, again, to me, real apologies is reaching out to the person first and, and being like, and I don't even fault him that he like, you know, he probably didn't think he did anything wrong until he saw it. And then if he had just like reached out to Gabby right away and Gabby was like, yeah, he reached out to me. He said, sorry. I'd be like, great. I, I believe that now I'm just like, mm. okay. it's, it's all has to, it all has, if your apologies have to be public, how authentic is that? Right, right, right. And I hate, I, I hate when these tell-alls and like Big Brother does this too, where they're like promoting other movies mm-hmm. in the tell-alls or during the show. So like Bros, which I'm excited to come out. Like, Oh, me too. Can't it just, wait. but like, why put this in the tell-all? Why make it a deal? Like it's just. So that to me just, and normally the way they do it, because ABC, they'll, they'll always promote those movies, but the way they do it is Jesse would have typically, before commercial break, before commercial break, he would have been like, do you want to see romance? Um, You know, blah, blah. Well, check out this trailer for bros. And it would have gone during the commercial break, go straight into the trailer for bros. And that would have been it. They would not have wasted so much time like that's because they had nothing. They should yeah, have made the tell-all 30 minutes long and show more of, uh, show the rose ceremony, uh, you know, whatever, anything. Like, it was, this was not interesting. It was a hor- worst tell-all in a long time. It was very bad. 
I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, no offense to bros. However, I just want to say, I do want to see bros. I enjoy uh, both of those actors. I'm, I'm cool with it. I just, I, I just, it, this was a very wasteful tell all. Yeah, I do. I like bros. I love Billy Eichner. Uh, mm-hmm. I follow him on every social media account, I like his work, his comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, him. I just was like, why do we need this? This is just, mm, this is taken away from just time. No, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But uh, on to that, finally, the meat of it. We we had a two-part fantasy suite. Again, they're dragging out the drama. So I figure we'll go with each guy. I guess we'll start with... Um, do you want to start? Let's go with just the one girl at a time. Do you want to start with Rachel's guys or Gabby's guys? Um, Let's start with Gabby's guys. All right. Well, uh, it'll be a little easier. I guess let's start with the fact of um, obviously her first date was with Eric. Right. How'd you feel about Eric with uh, this date? I mean, I felt even more for them two together. No, I, I was like, because I, I'm not wasn't a huge fan of any of them really, but like mm-hmm. Eric and her seemed to be the best case scenario type thing. Cause it seemed like they were really into each other. Um, so yeah, Eric and hers date seemed the best to me, but then I thought they were really cute. The, the jumping too. And how he was like, no, I don't want to jump, but she was like, you go first. Like, I don't know. I could relate in that moment so much to her with the jumping and how she was like, how long it was taking. She's like, you do it first. Like, no, I want to do it with you. Like, I don't know, something very cute with them and very comfortable. And again, their chemistry is, they got a lot of chemistry and um, I, I love their date. I do think, and I want, and I will, we'll, when we talk about Rachel, I'll come back to that. Both the girls start that episode with talking about how this was the episode that Clayton, you know, screwed them over. We want to hold the I love yous. We want to be very careful with that and all this blah, blah, blah. Um, I think Gabby has been very careful not to do what Clayton did to them. I'll, I'll start with that. I think Gabby has been very careful and and smart about it. Uh well, I don't know. What you don't think so? You think Gabby? Oh no, been? I think she has. Uh, I think Gabby has definitely been good in that element because there is something Rachel said, you know, this week that I just wanted to stick it in her face. Oh yeah, about, Kate, no, about Clayton. I was is like, definitely like the hypocrisy. Yeah, of, like of it's it. just yeah. insane to me. Yeah, it is embarrassing. No, Gabby, no. Let's, I mean, it's it's out there. Gabby has clearly, you know, it's not whatever. Clearly Gabby only slept with uh, Eric and is only whatever. It's, you know, uh, Eric and her, she only told, well, you know, she's she was very careful with Eric, but uh, they have that weird incident and I'm people, okay. I don't know for me, I'm not mad at Eric with what he did as far as when he pulled her aside and, only because I think Eric was reeling a bit and he really does love her so much that he just wanted to see her and almost wanted to get a vibe for where, what was going on with the other guys there. And he wanted to express to her that this was going to be hard for him. Now he didn't probably say it correctly. And the fact that they already talked about it in fantasy suites, he should have like left it alone. But I do think it was 
I don't think he was presenting an ultimatum is my thing. No. So I, he, Eric lost a lot of points by doing that with me. I, I was just like, oh man, what a, what an idiot, what a total dickhead. It was, it was dumb. It was dumb. I'm not saying it was good, but I don't think his point was to be like, if you slept with anybody else, I'm going to leave. I don't think that was his goal. He did not say that. He was definitely heavily implying that. And the fact that it rubs me the wrong way so much is that they talked about this many times alone away from cameras and he still brought it up. Mm -hmm. And to me, if that happened, you know, if I was in Gabby's shoes and a girl did that to me, you know, again, after we talked about it, it would have been over right there. It would have been just like, really, you're you're so insecure. We talked about this. It's, I can't deal. No, this is interesting. I guess I just have a little bit of like empathy for the situation. I I agree. But these people like Eric knows the situation. Like they know know. these are going to happen. And if you talked about it in private Mm -hmm. and you got through it and you still put Gabby through this, you're insecure and you're always going to be insecure. And that's uh that people say red flags. That's a red flag. Like it would have been over right there. Like it was like, Oh, I'm sorry. This is, I'm sorry. You feel this way. We had this talk and you're bringing it up. This is you, you know, this is not me. <laughs> it would, it would have been intri- always over. So he lost so many points for doing that. Wow just because like if they hadn't talked about it because he yeah he was very careful with his words he was hoping that the ultimatum she was going to say that but he was very careful with what he was saying i see i think that i don't i feel like he was trying to see if maybe she would give him some assurance that he was still in the lead. I think that's what he was going they for. Just had, I don't they think just had they just had a fantasy suite. They slept together. They gave him all, each other all the assurances he needed and then you know he's stewing about it. You're just like, "Man, you got to put yourself out. You got to watch TV. You got to do something while well, she's on." Well, he can't. That's but that's the show. They remove TVs. They don't let him watch TV. They don't give him any technology. From what oh. I understand, they don't even give him reading materials. They, so, so, so it's like big brother oh so they have to find something else to do it's but really I'm- hard they do this on purpose and i feel like there is like you know there's manipulation that goes on behind the scene and I, again i'm not excusing what he did i don't think he should have if they already talked about it he shouldn't have done that but i think he was coming from a place of like he just you know, he knew she had a fantasy suite with somebody else. He didn't know which one. And he was probably in his head like, oh, my God, she's going to like this other guy more than me. And uh, and I think he just wanted to see he wanted to get a vibe for where he stood with her still. That, Again, no, not OK. He should trust with her. But no, that's, that, that's that's the that's the flag right there. He he was insecure and he didn't trust. That was that's a big thing. And after all they've been through and the fantasy suite, like to so soon do that, it that didn't like like that whatsoever like i said if i was in gabby's shoes it would have ended right there and i I would have gone home alone i guess but that's no well she didn't let him have it easy after that she did not tell him that she already sent johnny home yeah which so glad she did that again very smart i feel like with johnny yeah a little bit was that he wasn't ready but i also think she knew she liked Jason and uh, Eric more. 
Right, right. That's why she didn't cry. She was like, it's like not over him leaving. She was like, right. let's go. They have fun, but that's it. Johnny, we already saw you in the promo for Paradise. See ya. Yeah. See you there. Whatever. Uh, I do think that there was some miscommunication with her and Jason, though, because I think she did really like Jason. Not as much as Eric. But I do think she did really like Jason and she was surprised to hear him not being ready. How do you feel about Jason not being ready and the way he handled his stuff? A crock of shit. Like, seriously, okay. if you're not ready, like you're getting into this, that just tells me you want to be famous and you want followers. Like, if you mm -hmm. go onto this show and you are not ready by the end of this, you're full of shit. That's that's as clear as it can be like mm -hmm. I can get because up until then they're all like I like Gabby I like Gabby I'm so into her and then mm -hmm. when push comes to shove they don't want to do it so that means to tell me they either have somebody back home or they just want it to be famous and try to get to the next thing so that's where I'm maybe at. You're right. maybe you're right I really don't have I I did like Jason and I was like I feel like he's just so shy and quiet that it's hard to see him being wanting followers or anything like that i do think he should have said something much sooner i actually think he should have said something at hometown at hometown when he had that conversation with his mom i think that should have been the moment that he told her like i'm not gonna get there at the end right but right i i kept saying through all of gabby's pro or stuff uh, from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Gabby chose poorly of all really? the guys at this end because so many other people were so in love with her and wanted her, and she didn't want. And she she threw them all away, and she's left with people who are just leaving her and questioning her. I, so it's funny to me. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I actually like uh, Gabby's guys more than Rachel's guys because because I respect the honesty of Johnny and Jason. And I, I, I do think and I think Eric's being honest, too. I think I, I have watched this show for so many years and I have seen these people time and time again say the right things, make it to that final rose, propose like. I'm so, and I see the breakups months later, Katie with Blake, Michelle with Nate, all these people, like uh, the list goes on. Right. And I'm just, you know what? Like I'd rather, I appreciate these. I, I know the show's about an engagement and it really, that's what it is. It shows commitment, but two of the bachelors who didn't in an engagement are still with their first choice pick Matt with Rachel and Clayton with Susie. Again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's, you know, the goal is to get engaged, but it does say something to me that, well, they were serious about a commitment and they're still with their girls to this day. They are. So I'd rather, I'd rather be told honestly, like, hey, I'm not ready or I want to date you outside of this. Like, you know, because especially with the two lead format. They right. aren't getting the same amount of time that they normally would. Correct. That's probably why I'm excusing it a little bit more this season. Normally and this angers me, but literally Jason probably has had so little time with Gabby in comparison to if she was the only lead. Right. And with the exception of Eric, who kind of seems like he's really in love with Gabby, yeah. the other two are not because it no. didn't seem like they said like, I, I, even though I don't want to get engaged. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't even think there's 
they mean that. I think yeah. that they they're instead of saying like they don't want to get engaged, they're just like, you know, let's just see how it goes, you know. And I was like, well, man, this is not the show for that, you know. You like, can tell it with their verbiage. Their verbiage is right. like this. She's. I think Johnny said she's the dopest girl I know. And then right. it's like, I love her with all my heart. Like right, yeah, no, it doesn't make sense because you know if I was in that situation and I didn't want to get engaged just right away, I'd be like, you know what you are the girl for me. You are the future. We have to take this slow. So we're so sure about this, but you are the one. Let's give this a shot together. But none of them are saying that. They are saying what you said. You're the dopest girl around. I was yeah. like, oh my God, they're not so, ready. And 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 again, in, in maybe if she was the only bachelorette, I'd be more infuriated. But right now, because I'm comparing to Rachel's guys, I actually think Gabby chose better. Because she chose real and authentic and she's getting, she's not getting a, um, I, I don't feel like any guy is fake that she's with right now. Those three guys are not fake to me. Mm. They are putting, I think Johnny and Jason have, they're not trying to hide it. They're not, I mean, Jason should have said something. So should have Johnny. Johnny should have said something sooner. I, I think it's funny because the only reason why Jason's getting probably more heat is because Gabby liked him more than Johnny. However, right. they both did the same exact thing to her. Yes. That's so why I think, just, that's why I think Gabby chose poorly. There was other guys on the show that would have been head over heels for her. But I mean, I looked at those guys and I don't feel like she had any connections with them as much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can only choose with who you have connections with. Right. Um, but the, so like I liked her three guys because I thought they had great. All three of them had great families, great hometowns, cool people. She just two of those guys just weren't as serious and it sucked. But I mean, ultimately, we also saw like, you know, Gabby realized. So she says like everything happens for a reason. And maybe that was supposed to happen to lead her to Eric because Eric shined brighter than ever by the end of this episode. I don't know. I know you were mad at him, but even at their final moment on the couch, you still don't like Eric. I mean, he lost points. Like he's the best choice for her out of who's given right now, but yeah, I guess so. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But I think that there was a lot of real emotions there on the couch. I think that he genuinely loves her. And I think that they share a real bond and connection that we can see visibly that is there. Um, and so I, I root for them. I don't know what they're going to do next next episode. They're trying to play a game again. It could all be a producer thing. They, they could be like wanting to mess with stuff, but I'm going to go with, for Gabby, I'm going to say they are engaged and they are still together. That is my guess. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know uh, if they're, I don't know if they're going to last forever, but I say after the final rose, they're engaged and still happy, partly because I do think going through a death of a parent together is a strong, like, yeah, bond. It's a strong bond for sure. So I guess we'll see with that with Gabby and Eric next and, week. So what about Rachel now? Let's get wait, on. To wait, so you don't think like, they're still together or you think they are? Wait, what's your prediction with Gabby and Eric? Oh, I would. I'm going to say that they are together. However, I don't think it would last. Engaged but or not engaged? I would say not engaged. Not engaged and you don't think they'll last. Correct. Okay. Okay. I don't know about the long term, but at least, but you think they're still together at the 
after the final rose. Yes. Okay. All right. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. I I mean, she's just gone so downhill the way she's navigated since hometown. Um, she has stayed <laughs> so comical. <laughs> the way she's ripped apart Clayton <laughs> and doing so similar. No, what? she said something to the camera about I'm in love with three guys. And yeah. I'm just like, that was Clayton. And he told you this. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I'm unpopular opinion. Clayton did know, did he handle it correctly? Was he like poor choice of words? Should he have said it that way? No. But the guy was honest. He was yeah. just trying to the be guy as yes. as possible. I don't think he's a bad dude. He wasn't trying to be manipulative. He wasn't trying to be a douchebag. He wasn't just trying to sleep with every woman. That wasn't his goal. I think he genuinely just fell in love with three women and was trying to figure out which one he loved more. Right. And like we talked about this and we both came to the same conclusion. He didn't do really anything wrong other than how he handled it. And we both thought like, you should know at a certain time which one you're more going to. But, you know, if you fall in love with three people in this setting, it's going to happen. And when when she, when, oh God, when. And when, Gabby only slept with Eric, by the way, because we know she didn't sleep with Jason or Johnny. Right. When Rachel said that to the camera, I am falling. Oh, I have fallen and, in love with Gabby three guys. And Gabby only told Eric. And Gabby saved it till he was the yeah. final guy and said, I love you when love he you. was the final guy there. No one else was in the picture. Just Correct. Like yeah. Rachel has totally hypocrite style. And I hope she, <laughs> I hope she issues an apology to Clayton about all that. Just because, yeah, she won't. She doesn't, she won't. She doesn't see, she, the way she, you know, she talks worse about Clayton than Gabby does. Which is crazy. Uh, and it's just like, well, you fall in love with three guys. And we clearly saw you with Tyler. And luckily, Tyler was the guy he was, because I wouldn't have been as cool as that. Let me, I would have been like, why'd you let me go on for like 10 minutes saying that I love you? You could have just <laughs> yeah. said, like, wait, 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 before you go on, I've got to say this. You know, I would have not handled it so gracefully as he did. <laughs> no, that was no, he did. He handled it. I bet Tyler will get rewarded in paradise. I'm sure that's the, those guys do well in paradise. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's, yeah, Rachel. So with her guys, I'm just well, going to say, okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. You go. I was, I thought you were getting into it, but you, you finished your thought there. No, with what we are getting into it. I I just, with Rachel, we've already talked about this. We both don't like Tino. And I've never really liked Tino, except for maybe yeah. the first episode. I was like, oh, Tino's okay. Yeah. Um, and but the one that I really like that is like the big cliffhanger is mm -hmm. Zach. Okay. I don't understand it at all because it seemed like they had the best date. And then whatever happened in overnights when he described her. And I'm like, I could totally see this two-face on her so much. Right. What and the hell, man? I've been saying this all <laughs> freaking season. And you're all team Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> I would go for Rachel. Is that still the case? Can I tell you something, Susan? Please. You're right. 
it's recorded. Yeah, it is recorded. I am going to use this in the promo. <laughs> oh my god! Finally, it took forever. What I've been seeing, what I literally have been telling you from day one, what I love about Gabby is she has no poker face. Everything, every emotion, everything you see on her. She just is like, I'm not into this. I'm just like, not into this, whatever. And Rachel is, hi, mm -hmm. yeah. And then when those cameras are off, what did Zach tell us? He told us like, it was, a, it was a complete 180. He's like, we, she's so amazing and outgoing and great and funny. We're having a good time. As soon as the cameras were out and door closed, it was a completely different woman. Like it, there was no vibe there. She didn't say she didn't like me. Like it was, it was really weird. Rubbed him the wrong way. And it was like really funny seeing him drink the coffee and him have his faces of like, what's going on here? That morning after their whole interaction, the way they were talking, like you could tell they were small talking. It's like, he's like, mm, the beans, the coffee beans. <laughs> like, yeah. What is this? What's happening? I was like, I knew something didn't go well. And she was like, you okay? You, you, you good with what was talked about? And then when he explained it and she was, I knew exactly what she was doing. The fact that, cause he says that she was basically accusing him of not like, well, not accusing, but saying like, I'm worried about your age. I'm worried that you're not ready to get engaged, which. Which they're, they're a few months apart. Like they're, they're, yeah, yeah they're like a few months apart. She, he, I think he said like six months apart, which is not an issue. Yeah. That's the but, same age. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, but what I, what I think, and I, I really hope that, so I wish they would do this. They're not going to, but like Zach's right. She's so fake behind the, the camera because she literally, and I'm sure the producers did this on purpose in editing, before her date with Zach, she said, I have no question. I'm not even worried about Zach with an engagement. She said that. She's like, I'm not worried at all. I know Zach's ready. I know he would propose to me. But then she tells him that in the fantasy suites. And I know what she's doing. She is, she's trying, she wants Tino. She wants Tino. She's already like game over Tino. And, but she knows like Zach, that that was like, I mean, they had two dates and all this stuff. And she doesn't, she probably is realizing that it's going to look really bad if she breaks up with Zach. So she's trying to spin it on him, like almost like, I don't know, gaslight it or manipulate and be like, you're not ready. You're too young. You're too young. Right. Like, yeah. Which if I was in that room and that was the case, I would have said like, Gabby, or I mean, not Gabby, Rachel. Rachel, we're the same age. Yeah. We're born six months apart. We're the same age. You can't play this card. What's really going on? Right. Just tell me you don't like me. <laughs> right. Like, just be honest. Like, I would have so much respect. I mean, she, and just like she said she wouldn't do, she went ahead and told Tino, she's, she said, I'm in love with you. She told Avon she's falling in love with him, whatever. And she's in love with, but then she tells Tino she loves him. So... And she definitely slept with Avon and Tino. She might not have slept with Zach, but she definitely slept with Avon and Tino. So I'm just like, okay, how is this so different than what Clayton did to you? But whatever. Um, so I just, I feel like after her date with Tino, she knew that Tino was the one and she realized Zach wasn't. But she didn't hit, all she had to do was tell Zach honestly, hey, I'm, I have a stronger connection with Tino. Or, or some the other two guys and ended it right there. But instead, she chose to keep 
she's so she's this whole journey she's been so focused on maintaining a perfect bachelorette image that she can't just be herself and like be honest yeah no i totally agree it it, it just what rachel has done it is just beyond words and i i got i hope she gets called out just because zach seemed like the great guy here that he just seemed like genuine honest mm -hmm. fun great really into her and to hear what happened I, I mean that's like a worst case scenario nightmare and you know like when you because you've seen like like we saw with you know michelle and nate there because i always thought nate's like why nate like he's just a wet noodle who gives who gives a shit about him and then when michelle's like you know behind closed doors he's just like this fun outgoing guy he's kind of nervous in front of the camera in front of everybody and maybe it's kind of like the opposite way for rachel where she's puts on a fake nice front but behind closed doors at least to zach she was just like mm, no i'm gonna tell you some things that are not true just to make it easier on me i was like I oh man I think Rachel's one of those people just because like she's a very she's very on and I've noticed that like I I don't know if you think of it she's very self-aware of the camera and I don't know if you've noticed this I've noticed this a lot uh if you watch back at the tell-all she does this a lot she looks at the camera she's very self-aware of the camera like sometimes like I think she even did it whenever Zach pulled her away like once Zach pulled her away she'll just do like this like like she'll look at the camera and stuff like and she's almost it's almost like she, the reminder the check herself kind of thing She's on. She's very on. I'm not saying she's a bad person, but I'm just saying that when the cameras are off, she's probably just not this like peppy trying to say the right things. Like her, she's been trying so hard to be this perfect bachelorette that she's not been asking any questions about the future. She hasn't asked one question about the future. The only time you're right, the person that she's gotten the most best connection with from the beginning has been Zach that's the only person we know anything about because they shared the bond with the airplanes and their dads and they cried over their home videos. And like, that was literally the one guy that I was like, Oh my God, we're finally getting to know somebody in here. But I knew just like she was with Clayton, she has this sexual chemistry with Tino that she doesn't have with anybody else. She does the thing that she did with Clayton where she's like holding the head and making out and in there intertwined with him. And, I said this before this started that I was worried that Rachel's the type of person that she mistakes lust for love and she will she will go towards what the physical connection she's gravitating towards. So even though she has a much stronger emotional connection with uh, Zach, as, from what we've seen, I'm not saying I don't know, but what we've seen is a stronger emotional connection with Zach. She's she's going to she wants Tino like her. That's what she wants. Like that's that's clearly even though there's so many red flags from Tino. Right. No, there there is. And oh, I and I think how this is going to end up, you know, it what it looks like from the trailers cuz you know, of course Jesse had to come on TV and is like, this is the craziest most emotional mm -hmm. bachelorette oh thing ever. God. I hate it so much. That ending then, was terrible. Yeah, and so they're saving it like, okay, Zach's going to say something to Rachel. She's going to get upset and blame everything on him. She's not going to want to do anything. And I don't know. Like I I'm going to I'm going to feel super bad for Zach after this whole thing, I think. 
Oh, I, I feel bad for Zach. I think, and it's funny because I was worried that something else was going to happen with the previews. I thought, uh, I thought Zach was going to mess up. And after I saw what happened, I was like, nope, it's definitely Rachel. Poor Avon, forgettable Avon. Um, yeah, forgettable. A I was going to say like, do I, I don't even know who Avon is. Like I know yeah, who he is, but like, knows, yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody knows them. Um, I just think, I truly think that she did that to Zach because Zach was this strong, like who she should pick kind of person. She probably even knows it, but she's like, well, let me get, she wanted to get rid of Zach next because Avon will be the easier one to cut when it's the final two. Mm -hmm. So she, maybe she thought she was doing Zach a solid, but she ended up hurting him worse. And no, she also seems like the type person that doesn't take, um, I, I knew this. I'm sorry. I knew this from the moment of the last after the final rose and the way both her and Gabby handled the hot seat with Clayton. Gabby approached Clayton in a very mature, she questioned him, but was like respectful towards him and was like hearing him out and like listening. And, you know, then Rachel got in that hot seat with Clayton fuming and just attacking him like, and I, the thing that I still get mad at that, that, that like what was Dunzo with her was the, did you, did you tell me you love me only so you could sleep with me? I hated that when she, well, did that's that. probably her only thing that she has going for her. And like, just know she is her father's daughter and her father's insane. So, yeah. So she ha probably has a lot of his mannerisms in her. So that'll probably come out. I just, yeah, I just feel like she doesn't take accountability. She doesn't look back and she doesn't put herself in someone else's shoes and think for a minute, like, you know, why did this happen? You know, like, it's just, she's not, she's not as considerate. She's only thinking about herself in this moment. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think she's thinking where Zach coming from this. So I can see her, she's going to be very defensive. She's going to take it as an attack on her character. And Zach's going to probably feel like shit. And, um, like, I, I don't know. I If anything, this might set Zach up to be the next Bachelor. To be yeah, honest. it might it might be. That would be awesome. It might be. Uh, all right, Very all right. Nice. Yeah, that was but, crazy. So. But uh, in prediction time, I think she's going to pick Tino. And I think that I'll be surprised if they're still together at the, after the final rose. Yeah, so I same thing. She's going to pick Tino, and I doubt they're still together. And if they are, they're definitely not living together. They're definitely they won't not last. in the same state. Yeah, yeah. They're, they Tino doesn't want to get engaged, and his family was like a true sign of that. They yeah. He just wants to win. That's yep. it. Yeah. So, but I'm so happy that Brian has finally come to the side that Gabby <laughs> is better. I mean, last season I was team Gabby and you weren't. I I know. And I was the first person to tell you after that. Um, it was after the, the final rose. It was uh -huh. after the final rose with the way how Gabby handled the whole Clayton situation. I told you straight up. I said, I was wrong. Gabby's awesome. She's because... I saw how smart Gabby was. She's actually a lot. I said, her voice is not my favorite and it can come off a little bit. Like she may not be as it's, it's just, it's, it, you know, it, I prejudged by, based on her voice, which was not right. And, but the minute I saw her intelligence and her maturity and the way she handled the whole breakup with Clayton and the app of the final rose, I was like, I said it to you. I had no problem saying you were right. Gabby's awesome. I really like her. I wanted her to be the only bachelorette. And, but I never, I, 
I saw I saw through Rachel from day one. You did. You did. You were right, Susan. You were right. <laughs> you were right about Gabby. I'm just glad you came back to her. I did. I did. I did. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> Bachelor at Talk. We have a lot to talk about on our next episode after the finales. We have to talk about the finale. If anything, we need to at least do just like a special finale episode or something. Yeah, we, or we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay. All, All right. right. Getting into our main event then. Main event, main event time. Let's do this. Let's do this. Main event. Mm -hmm. You came up with it. What are we doing? So based on, because we watched the newest Pinocchio live action, which we'll get into that, uh, I said, let's name our top five worst live action films. Doesn't have to just be Disney. Based on an animated film or series or whatever. And then our top five best um, live action ones too. So why don't you start with your top five worst? My top five worst. So mm -hmm. probably, I mean, I can just really name any Disney live action remake and it'll be fine. But if I have to name three, it'll probably be well, Lion King. You can name five, but you can do three if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I mean, all of them really. So okay. every single one of Disney ones. So I'm going to say Cinderella. I'm going to say Lion King. I'm going to say Dumbo um and yeah that's what i'll do by three okay well then i'll i'll take out uh one that we're, we're gonna talk about so i'll just take that out yeah take so, that out yeah uh dumbo for sure is like the worst of the worst just boring and terrible uh lion king useless like pretty but horrible uh beauty and the beast that's my favorite Disney film, and that was not good. And the one that I was so excited about and had so much potential, like when they named the they when they were coming out with that one, I was like, oh, this is the one Disney movie that needs a live action because they can go dark. They can go really good. Mulan sucked balls so badly. It was the biggest <laughs> I forgot about that. And you know it what? You know so what? Bad. You know what? I didn't put include Mulan in it because they went so hardcore serious different with it. And I'm like, you know, even this movie was terrible. They really went different with it. They did something different, but they made like an adult, really boring movie that I just could care less about. And yeah, that was just, it was bad. It's so bad. It was but so bad. They could have done so much better with that. But yes. All right, but well, like all these head? live action huh? Disney movies are just huh? so terrible. They're just so bad. There, there's no reason for them. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. 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 There's more for me. You're right. More are worse than are good. But there are still some good ones for me. But go ahead. What are your what is your like best live action? Best live action. None of them are Disney. Okay. So, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the eighty. The like, like the late okay, 80s yeah one. The 80s. yeah that there that is so good and like even like the michael bay one like that was that's a great live action remake from the cartoon and the comic so good um i'm also gonna go lord of the rings excellent live action remake because lord, lord was, of the rings was an animated thing yeah back in the late 70s early 80s there is an animated movies of lord of the rings oh i had no idea okay no. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Lord of the Rings. And then uh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer, oh my God, is an amazing really? movie. 
Oh my God, Emil Hirsch, John Goodman. It, that movie is incredible and just an amazing adaptation by the Wachowskis uh, from that cartoon. It's so good. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, I had a couple that I'm just going to run through. Uh, you had we, When we were texting about ours, you mentioned Cruella, and I really did like Cruella, uh, if we count that. So I wasn't going to count that just because it's not a remake. It's like the yeah. prequel. So it's not it's a like prequel. a 101 Dalmatians, even though there's 101 Dalmatians remakes, but like, I didn't mm -hmm. count that because right. it's not a remake. Right, right, right. I just need to give that like a shout out because it was really good. Yeah, no, it's it's um, amazing. I gave that a five star. <laughs> it was so good. So I would so rewatch that. The thing was awesome. Um, Aladdin. I did like the live action. Oh Aladdin. God, I hated um, that. I hated it. So it was three hours long, what? and the only funny part in that movie was the genie wanting to crawl back inside the box when Aladdin was messing up with dad so badly. Other than that, that movie was awful. Oh, I hated it. I loved it so much. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you loved it. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I loved it. Um, I also really liked the Scooby-Doo 2002, the first Scooby-Doo. Oh, with uh, Lillard Freddy and Freddie Prinze Jr.? And yeah. yeah, the first one, not the second one, but the first one was really good. As a huge fan of the cartoon, I was so impressed. That's James that. Gunn right there. Oh. James right. Gunn wrote those, yeah. Did you like that? I did like that. I totally forgot about the live action mm -hmm. Scooby-Doo. That's good. Also, um, going based off of a little bit, uh, the Flintstones, 1994. The first, <laughs> first Flintstones, not the second Not Viva Las Vegas. No, 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 not that crap. The first one. Oh, really man. Good. Rick Moranis and John Goodman. Yep, yep. Rosie so O'Donnell. Good. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. That's funny. Uh, I love that one. And I actually really like the George of the Jungle, the first one. Oh, Brendan my Fraser. God. I forgot Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle. I love that. That's a good so one. Good. I totally forgot so about good. that. Oh, my Leslie goodness. Leslie Mann. I loved it. They they really had some good in the 90s, like some really good like uh, remakes or not whatever you want to call it, live action based on the animated series. And then I had to, of course, include um, Ever After is my favorite adaptation of Cinderella with Drew Barrymore. Um I I know it's it's like it's just an adaptation of Cinderella, but I just I think it's the best one. I really like that movie. Nice, nice. No, George the Jungle. Good call. Good mm -hmm. call. I like it. I like it. I like it. Those were some good ones. A lot mm -hmm. of bad ones, but some good ones. I do <laughs> I disagree with bad. Aladdin, but uh, uh Aladdin's great. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now the moment I'm waiting for when we're finally you'll have to run this obviously tomorrow when we can because there's not even Rotten Tomatoes for yet for Pinocchio so and for good reason I know they're holding it tight yeah so the live action version of Pinocchio was our blind watch um this comes this is out right now it is a brand new movie it is directed by robert zemeckis who you know gave us the back to the future trilogy and forrest gump and then kind of nothing since mm -hmm. then uh and it stars his boy tom hanks amongst some voice cast so they decided disney of course to remake a classic cartoon pinocchio and when you see Robert Zemeckis and you see Tom Hanks, one would 
like instantly think like, oh yeah, for sure. But then you start thinking of, oh, what has Tom Hanks and Zemeckis done since Forrest Gump? And you're just like, oh man, they've done a whole lot of crap that's not been good, especially in the animated foray. Um, so Pinocchio live action. I'm here to tell you folks, <laughs> the uh, this movie sucked, but... <laughs> Sarah, I mean, and Susan and I had a great time fucking hating it <laughs> together. Thank God he picked this as, as his blind watch because if I wasn't texting you during that movie, I would have definitely been on my computer, on my phone, been like, oh my God, when is this going to end? I think texting made it more entertaining. So we, we listed our worst live action remakes and we didn't say this one just because we wanted to save it, but it is this one. After this, brewing no, on it, I, brewing on it, and sitting on it, this is the fucking worst movie I've seen, just of anything in a long time. It's so painfully bad. That far, but it will definitely be in my top five worst films of the year for sure. I it's awful. It is so bad, so bad. and we're we're here to tell you why. Yes. <laughs> So if you remember the original animated movie, Pinocchio, there's a lot going on in that movie and it's really good. And I will say there's a couple of elements, you know, that I did like out of this movie, Um, very small things, but what I hate about Disney remaking their movies is for the most part, it's a shot for shot remake. And that's what it is. It's like, there's no point. Just just release the original. Like, it's that good. And when you're getting into live action, just like Lion King, just like these other live action movies, you lose that magic. You lose that emotion with real animals or CGI animals. You just, you lose that magic. And in Pinocchio, it is all lost. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the story of Pinocchio, you know, it's always been rumored and joked about like Geppetto's a creepy old man who just likes a wooden boy. What is this? You know, and Disney read those rumors and like they did a good thing in this movie at the very beginning where they're like Geppetto is making this wooden boy because he lost his wife. He lost his child to an illness they died and he's very lonely so in order to recapture and just remember he's making a wooden boy just like after a son they show the picture of them he talks about it and it's kind of sad yeah so the whole thing comes the blue fairy jiminy cricket they're on and it's the same story as pinocchio however voice miscast throughout the whole thing minus keegan michael key is honest john the fox who gets uh, uh, Pinocchio kidnapped by Stromboli. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. Um, You can hear Joseph Gordon-Levitt have that old-timey kind of Northeastern accent a little bit, but, oh, man, it was uh, – missed the mark. (laughs) It was not good. I didn't mind that so much because there was so much worse to the movie. So I think Pinocchio's voice annoyed me way more. Yeah, so Pinocchio's voice, it sounded like it was four different people because it would go yeah. from like really high pitch to like low and to like in the middle. So it was it was kind of all over the place. And his voice was just super annoying through the whole 
show. It's like, it was hard to listen to. And then in this Disney in their idiotic wisdom or Robert Zemeckis, I don't know, decided to give Pinocchio a goddamn love interest in a marionette. And it was was the worst thing I might have ever seen. And it was so, it did, it went nowhere. It was awkward and painful to watch. And it made no sense how this wooden puppet was falling in love with another wooden marionette. I just, it didn't, it was so like disjointed too. Like, I don't remember, I know I'm not a crazy fan of Pinocchio in the first place, but the original one was good. It was just- Because it was 60, 62 minutes long. This is two hours long. Why is this so freaking long? It felt forever. And it just felt like all the stuff that was happening to him felt so choppy in comparison to the animated film. Everything just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like all the magic is lost on it. Um, And so one of the big things that's really fun and actually scary about Pinocchio, the original animated version is when Pinocchio goes to Pleasure Island. That's when, you know, you see all the kids turn into donkeys. You see the kids smoking. You see them drinking beer and alcohol. You see them gambling. It's very bad. This version of Pleasure Island, I guess Disney wants to be super PC yeah. Was that the kids were eating candy and drinking root beer? Fuck right off. Like, what? And then you have smoke <laughs> monsters try to take you out. It's like they were what breaking we... clocks. They were breaking clocks. That was yeah. like the worst. It was so it's just terrible and awful. And then mm-hmm. they ended the movie without him turning into a real boy. What? Spoiler alert. No, fuck this movie. Spoiler. (laughs) They don't end the movie with him turning into a real boy. He just wouldn't. And him and Geppetto go off singing like that. And it makes no sense whatsoever. So after all that, we didn't even earn the ending that usually is like satisfying to most. But it was it was so, so bad. I mean, I just I can't I I never got into this at any point in the film. The only character I liked and cared about was that cute cat Figaro. Um, I could have used so much more of that cat. Yeah, the best character in the movie, which was not used and even in the animated film he figaro's better but the cat in this one you're just like i just want to see the cat more i just want to see the cat every time i would text brian when the cat was on i'm like oh the cat's oh, look at the cat. <laughs> yeah, like he wants to go to school with him oh that cat and yep. he agreed <laughs> no yeah i agreed and i'm this person that does is not a cat person either but i like that cat uh that cat was and i like figaro that was the and saving it's, grace <laughs> no and it's interesting you know growing up i had stuffed animals and the stuffed animal that i brought the most places with me as a young child was figaro the cat Aww. and so uh it's special to me but no no this movie has no business being around like this movie is absolutely terrible if anybody says that they love this movie it's better than the original it's great they're clearly there's it's one of a couple things they're (laughs) being paid off they didn't watch it or they're just trying to get recognition you know because there's clear this movie's bad 
Well, even the animation, I thought I was liking it, but there were some points where the animation was really bad. Some of the visual effects. Yeah. The visual uh, effects, not the animation. The Monstro, the whale, it which turned into a sea monster with tentacles. Like when just, they were on the water. When they were yeah, on the water, it was bad. It's terrible. And it yeah. makes no sense. And it became a story about Geppetto more so than Pinocchio at the end. And it's like, why are we doing this? What what's the deal? And they didn't give us the ending that anybody wanted. Oh, my God, mm -hmm. Pinocchio. So now I'm just real excited for Grimaldo del Toro's version of Pinocchio, which I'm sure is going to be 100,000 times better. Okay, that's what I was, I was like, isn't Guillermo del Toro? That's why I was confused. I don't think I realized that this was not Guillermo del Toro's doing it on Netflix, right? Right. Yeah, that'll probably be better. It has that's, to be. No, yeah, anything's better than this movie. Uh, this movie sucked. Do not watch it. Do not see it. Write your local Disney chapter how much you hated it so they stop oh. doing this. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Well, I don't know. Let's see how uh, Guillermo del Toro is. Would you recommend it? Can I get a hell no. no? No. Absolutely not. Don't waste your time. Correct, correct, correct. All right. Uh, that's our blind watch. Next pick is Susan's. We're gonna, it's gonna be better than this one. So, uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry for putting us through it, but I'm also happy that we, we were got gonna to watch it anyway. It. So, it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, honorable mention time quickly. These are the movies and television shows we're currently watching that you should be watching too. So, Susan. Uh, so, um, Trevor is making me watch Band of Brothers for the first time. It's on HBO Max. He, uh, so if you guys like that, it's a war movie with a lot yeah, of it's basically the sequel, yeah, it's the sibling and companion piece to um Spielberg's um Saving Private Saving Ryan, Private Ryan. Yeah. and it's you know, it's a, it's a great show, it's just as intense and great and more character driven than uh, than. Saving Private Ryan. Band of Brothers is a good show. I'm glad you're watching it. It's not, yeah. it's not something I would go back and watch all the time, but it's good for a watch for sure. It's it's good. I just I'm not a huge war fan, like in general. So when Trevor wanted to watch, I was like, oh man. <laughs> but it's got its moments. So it's it, it's still a good show. Um, also, I got really excited uh that the Joneses is on Hulu right now. It's I believe it's from 2009. Such a great movie, underrated indie flick, uh, stars David Duchovny, Demi Moore, Amber Heard. Um, but it's definitely, it's got a, did you ever watch it? I don't remember it, but you know, we, we can't, we can't support Amber Heard, can we? I mean, it's not supporting her, it's supporting the movie. That's true, that's true. I mean, that's like, are we not going to watch the next, uh, the next Aquaman yeah, no, for sure. I, I, but I think yeah. she's been taken out, though, right? Or has she? Um, we gotta support Momoa. We gotta her. support Momoa. Yeah, you have to. You can't just not watch a movie because she's in it. You know, what correct, I mean? correct, like, correct. So, anyways, point is, it's a good film. It's on Hulu. Also, still currently watching She Hulk. I'm only on episode three. Has there been three? Yeah. So I've seen the first five. Yeah. Um, oh. I yeah, I have seen Can the first the five. Fifth one too. I think so, or at least I, I got it. Was the first it. four? Oh, maybe it's the first four. I know. Yeah. I thought I saw. I thought they sent the fifth one to me, but I've watched them all. Like as far as they've sent them to me, mm -hmm. I 
hated the first episode, but each episode after that got increasingly better. And now I'm full on board with Wong and his new friend. I just want to show with them. Um, I think you have to, you have to allow the show to take over you because it's just a very different from Marvel than what they're used to. So it's like 90 sitcom E, but I'm really liking, I'm liking the fun they're having with it. I'm liking the comedy and I'm liking the characters, especially Wong and his new friend. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if that's been revealed, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the first episode enough. It didn't bother me. Maybe I was just so prepared because you dumped on it so hard. So I was like, all right, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm into it and we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm liking it so far. No, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm liking it too so far. Just got to get past that first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, do you want me to mention "Don't Worry, Darling" right now? Yeah, like do it, do it, do it. Yeah, just do it. uh, yeah. Don't worry, darling. Watch that yesterday. It was. I think it's getting a little like too much heat. I don't think it's that bad as people describe it to be. I think the biggest critique is people say it's a very predictable so-so mystery. I don't think it's as predictable as people are thinking. I think they didn't when whatever is revealed they just they don't give enough of a backstory or explanation I think. So they kind of just touch the surface level of what was going on. And that's where they they fall is they should have maybe dived in a little bit more there. However, I I didn't find it predictable and I still enjoyed the mystery. It keeps up a tense tone throughout. And Florence Pugh's performance is just she just outdoes herself in every role she's in. She's phenomenal. She is so good. I can't wait for this woman to win an Oscar. Um, So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had I didn't see it, uh, but I'm imagining the best part of this movie is Florence Pugh. She's just amazing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some. I mean, it's really, it's really not that bad. I mean, Harry Styles isn't even that bad. People are like ripping him apart, and I'm like, he holds his own just fine. Oh, yeah, I don't mind Harry Styles as an actor. I don't yeah. care for Olivia Wilde as a director. I didn't like her last movie, and I know oh, a lot of see, people I did. Love I didn't Smart. like. See, I I watched Book Smart, and I was like, that was just less than average to me. But that's my opinion. I know I'm not the probably not the right age, but I just didn't think it gelled or to me, I didn't like any of the characters really. Mm. But yeah, that was me. Um, but yeah, don't worry, darling. I, I do want to see it. And I'm sure I will let you know what I think when I do see it. Yeah, I want to know for sure. Um, also, Cobra Kai uh, season five is on Netflix and it is... Um, just as good as the last seasons that show is just next level good uh, believe me when i say it's not hyperbole you know how good breaking bad is um big or uh cobra kai is like level that good of level of storytelling and characters like it is that good and wonderful so this season is no different season five is great Cobra Kai, do it, do it. Um, Big Brother is still on. Since we talk about Bachelorette on here, Big Brother is gearing up uh, towards their finale in a few weeks, and it is a great season so far. Um, We talk about that on uh, the Big Brother podcast with our friend Matt Mungle. Tune in for that. But yeah, Big Brother is super fun if you're watching that or not. Uh, It's highly addictive and super fun to watch. 
And then we both saw a movie last night called Barbarian, a new horror movie. Uh, I loved it. It is a great mix of pretty intense horror that kind of switches gears and goes a very over-the-top comedic horror route. And it has like layers of just great characters. And oh man, I loved it. I just, uh, I loved Barbarian. It, it surprises you. Yeah, I agree. Um, after sleeping on it, I really, really did enjoy this movie. There are stupid decisions that are made, like in every horror film. I think there was a little bit more than usual by some characters that were smarter than most. However, if you let that go, which I'm trying to let go, it is a pretty incredible film. It is, you know, original, unpredictable, scary. I was scared. I was definitely scared um funny uh it's everything and great cast great story that does what like their explanation of what's going on is really well done and yeah well done and still leaves you wanting more so it's really good correct yeah they still leaves you wanting more i hope there's prequels or sequels to this mm -hmm. uh movie barbarian look out for this director he's usually a comedic director He's turned horror and he does well with it. Justin Long for the win as an actor in this movie. He's probably just like your favorite character, but your favorite character that you have to hate. Like he is yeah. such an asshole in this movie, but oh my God, he's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Barbarian, that's the way to go. And that uh, wraps up, I think, mm -hmm. episode 41 of No BS, right? Yeah, wraps it up. Mm -hmm. wraps it up we are no bs with brian and susan uh susan where can they find you uh thischicksflicks.com irving television um youtube uh twitter instagram google yeah and uh talk about entertainment answer oh yeah yeah, yeah. i also uh our do boy a podcast with uh matt mungle uh for entertainment answer um you can check that out we just talk about what we're watching and the emmys and tv shows and stuff yeah for sure that's the good stuff right there yeah, yeah. our boy matt mungle we love him mm -hmm. the entertainment yes. answer yeah. and i'm brian kluger youtube instagram twitter high def digest look that all up we have some good things coming up very soon we love you thank you for listening we'll be back with bachelorette finale blind watches and topics next time Yes.